Divine Truth Assistance Group. These group assistance sessions are about putting principles of divine truth into action. This discussion is part of the 2014 Australia Group 1 series. Cornelius presents Fear of Change, filmed on the 12th of July 2014 in Monkeray, New South Wales, Australia. Is everybody seated and comfortable? We should begin, I think. All right, I'm going to talk today about fear of change. I probably, probably will write it up on the board. Fear of change. I'm going to draw you a little picture first, or a little illustration that will help during this whole talk. Just a little picture of a crossroad. Finish that one up there. Not a very good picture drawer. I hope you'll get what I'm trying to draw there. Probably don't need that. Don't need to draw stop signs and people and everything. So, what I've got here is a little picture of intersection. Now, life often comes at intersections with that. With um, incidents that happen in our life, we come to a, an emotional intersection, I suppose, and we're going to have to make a choice. When we come to this point of our intersection here, there's two choices we generally can make. There's a choice to go and choose fear, when the next direction we're going to take, or we're going to choose truth. So on this side, we'll go for the fear. And this side... It's our truth side. So it's at this point here is the most important point, really, isn't it? What we're going to do. It's going to take the next direction in our life, really. Where's it going to go to from here? If we choose fear, where's it going to go to? If we choose truth, where's it going to go to? It's going to determine a lot for the rest of our life if we keep making these choices. We keep making them in this direction, it's going to have a different effect to this direction here. In the world today, which direction do you think we take the most? That way or that way? Yep, towards fear, correct. In fact, that road there has been retarded about 600 million times. It's been so well travelled in this one, it's just pretty, pretty spanking new almost. <laughs> So when we go down this road, basically what we're doing is choosing our addictions. It's a road full of addictions. I might write that in a different colour. So basically we... I have to sit down there. Basically we come to this point in the road, an uncomfortable emotion appears in our life, and we have a choice to make. And often the choice we want to make is to just get away from that horrible feeling. So we're going to start going straight down this road to try and look for something that's going to make us feel a little bit more better about our situation, like more comfortable. Oh, I just like to settle that feeling down a little bit. The trouble is, when we keep going down this road, it does have an end. It does have something down here. Are you aware of what that is? Anybody? Joy? Our fate, 
Uh, no. No. Actually, I'll just do it. It's quicker. <laughs> Ends up in pain and suffering all the time, every time. Guaranteed. How do you spell suffering? Suffering. We're quite resistive to this fear, aren't we, and the pain that comes along. So in, the only way to get out of it that we've learnt is via addictions of all different sorts. I start settling our pain. Unfortunately, all the time we're going to need more and more and more of these because after a while it's a bit like this. We have a graph almost, like here we hit, hit our pain spot and we just want to feel good for a while. But at some stage that wears out and runs out and we start going downhill again. This feels worse than that spot. We're going to have to keep going along and wanting more and more addictions to get them satisfied. That horrible feelings, it never goes away. It's a cyclical thing. If we keep going along here, we're going to always end up feeling flat again. It's never been resolved. The original reason why we came here in the first place had an uncomfortable feeling presented inside of ourselves. The world's going to present it to us. And we ended up going through addictions, trying to find something to make it feel better. We ended up in the end, just more in more pain and suffering and created more for others as well. So it ends up just being one big long cycle. We could choose a different choice. We could choose truth. It'd be quite different for us, wouldn't it? Different results, different outcomes, completely different. We don't often choose that choice. What's this, where does this go to? If we choose truth, what are we heading towards? If we've got addictions there, what will we be heading towards? Anybody? Uh, die? Um, love and growth and desires, um, living in desires. Um, if we keep growing in love and that we want to find a source of it, where is that? God. Yeah. <laughs> If we keep travelling along that path, that's going to have a result too, isn't it? So any idea what we might discover along this path as we start growing in this direction? Rachel? Our soulmate relationship? We'll find, there's lots of things we'll find, but in the end we'll find a lot of joy and happiness and freedom. And it will keep growing too. I don't know if that's how you spell happiness. I haven't got a spell check on this thing. In this, like you know how I drew your little chart over there, this side, what happens when we choose the road towards fear, addictions? When we choose the road towards truth, we may start off here and feel a, a difficult emotion. And if we want to know what it is, and we want to discover more about it inside of ourselves and what's causing it, it will feel like we're going down quite quickly and it will feel worse for a little while. But as we start going through the process and eventually removing the error that's creating the emotion, then we go up past where we started from. And it's an upward spiral, sorry, an upward graph that keeps going up and up and growing. What we're growing in is love in the end. In the other direction, we're growing further and further away from love. And that's the direction most of the world's on at the moment. The majority, that's why the world is the way it is at the moment, because we're choosing addictions. We're not choosing to challenge our fear when it comes up in this direction. So this point here, this intersection, is a very important point. And we've got to choose what we're going to do in that direction. Well, what we've done is 
gone this way towards addictions for such a long time that we started not even noticing. We've started creating all these little comfort zones for ourselves. And our life's just getting nice and manageable and just nice and comfortable and we don't want to end up... Start, you start getting used to it. It feels crap, you know? It doesn't, there's no full happiness. We don't ever experience much joy, not to a full extent. It's just sort of mediocre. That's how a lot of people's all our lives are in at the moment. And it feels quite stagnant. It feels like you can't get out of this cycle. It's because you're making the wrong choices at this point here. And any time, in our comfort zones too, we don't want to be challenged on um, any of our... Like if someone comes along and challenges any of our comfort zones. I think that's up on the board there. No, maybe the next one. I just really want to leave a friend past where I'm going to with that one. But anyway, I'll just keep going with it. We don't want to challenge our own comfort zones, so often it takes the world to show us, or God's law, the law of attraction, to start bringing us the truth about what's going on inside of ourselves and what we're avoiding. It starts feeling uncomfortable. It's almost feeling like a press. It keeps pressing in tighter and tighter on us. And the comfort we created is not getting as comfortable anymore. But when people come along, like incidents come along in our lives that um, press those little points and start just making us feel just uncomfortable again, like start poking on those, our sore points, our pains that we're trying to avoid, we start getting quite defensive. We end up being quite agitated. We end up being quite angry with people. And like I'm saying, it's just this, um, this track here, this road of addiction starts going more and more downhill in love. And we start getting angry at people just and they're not doing anything to harm us. It's just as a reaction from inside of ourselves to try and avoid our pain. And it's just been exposed to us in natural terms. And it gets to some point where people are willing to kill another person to try and avoid their comfort zones being touched. It gets that bad. Hit it. <laughs> I think I've gone way past it. Yeah, sorry about that. And again. Alrighty. Up to this little bit. So who, who's here is afraid of change anyway? So we're talking about change. Wow, an honest group. That's pretty good. <laughs> so we're going to do a little experiment now just to see how that works. So what I'm going to get you to do is, in a few minutes, just after I speak, finish speaking, is just to stand up, grab your stuff, go and move to a completely different seat than you picked today. Like if you sat down the back, come right up the front. If you sat Someone near a heater, you move right away from the heater. If you sat next to someone you know, go and sit next to someone you don't know at all. And if you just couples can stay together, though, wherever you go, but mix it right up. Off you go. <laughs> just notice what you're feeling, too, when you're doing this. You can stay.
How do you feel about it? I'm a real bastard, aren't I? <laughs> it feels like that sometimes, doesn't it? When you notice you've got some nice cushions set up and nice little rugs and stuff like that. <laughs> but often that's the way we feel towards a person that's just challenged us. We don't often want challenging. We want to stay in our own little safe world. That we're never, ever going to change in that space. This, this way offers no change. It offers the same thing over and over and over again and getting worse and worse and worse progressively. The road towards truth offers change constantly, all the time. That's what God's created in the universe, if you haven't noticed already. It's constantly changing. And we're part of that universe, but we're trying to resist that change. So what are some of the reasons we're afraid to change? We might write these up. So go, oh, we've got mics. Felix? Uh, afraid that the, the the pain would be worse if one didn't feel if I didn't don't fulfill my addiction. Okay, so if I, if I like as if as in I feel like the addiction will make me like if I don't get the addiction, I'll just be full of pain and regret and so addicted yeah. to my addiction. So I, I uh, what I believe about so the, of, what I believe. Uh, um. What am I afraid of? Uh, sorry, did you? What was the question again? <laughs> what, are, what are you afraid of? Oh, oh, I'll write it up on the board. Oh, more pain. More pain. Yeah. So, what are the reasons I am What are the reasons I'm afraid to change? I don't know if that sounds right, but... So, reason one. What was it, Felix? Afraid of pain? Yeah, afraid um, there'll be more pain. Okay. Continuous pain. Where are you? Um, Yeah, I won't be able to handle it. Next, somebody else as well. Got a few reasons up here. I'll go down the back there to yourself. Hi. Um, If things are the same, then um, you feel more in control. Uh And and if you change something, then then you don't. You haven't got any control. So control. Wanting to be in control of your life, Um, Dave. I want to stay supposedly comfortable. To comfort. Just always comfort. This is, we're talking about emotional stuff here, so it be emotional comfort. Um, where are we going to? Another one over this side. We go to Matt over here, and we'll go to Eloisa at the back there. So, afraid of loss. So, losing what? Um, well, I guess the things that make me feel loved now or make me feel good about myself now. Okay, loss of what I've already got, sort of? Yeah, loss of what I've got. Which is a loss of our addictions, really, isn't it? And one more, Heloisa. I was going to just say fear, like there's just a lot of fears, 
you know, like fear of losing your family, fear of people not liking you, fear of like all these things when you say them out loud think like seem silly. So unloved or ostracized or something. Yeah, yeah. Feeling unloved. Yeah, definitely. For me. Though the irony is I already am. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that going to? Let's get going. <laughs> Press that thing. Yeah. Basically, all these reasons we just put up here are all just excuses and justifications for our avoidance to want to change. Can you see that? We're just making up all these different reasons why we don't want to change, really, rather than desiring to change. So what's the real reason we don't want to change? Exactly. That's what we're here to discuss. <laughs> I'll get rid of those. There are three real reasons. Really? We'll start with number one. First reason is I don't have faith. Reason number one. So I don't have faith in God for a start. I only have faith in my addictions. I'm always choosing this direction, so I have absolutely no faith in this path at all, do I? I'm constantly choosing that one. I constantly don't want to feel. I'm constantly just trying. Every time I come to this choice, I'm going, oh, oh God, no, no, bugger that. Fear all the time, always down that road. Keep going, Fab. <laughs> if, I had, if I had faith in God, if I had true faith in God about being able to change, do you think I'd want addictions? There's no way I'd want addictions. If, God, if I start going down this road and God starts showing me how to deal with my fear, how, and if I start going through my fear and discovering the way to get through the fear which is the way God's organised the universe and they organised the soul, then I wouldn't have any fear in the end. Once I, once I know the process and start going through that, I'd be fine. I'd have a lot more faith in the process and in God too, and I'd start trusting God more with other things as well. But I don't seem to want to. I seem to want to believe this is my only way. And so why, are the, why don't we have faith in God as well. There's lots of other reasons too. There's lots of um, our beliefs about God from our childhood, how we feel about God. I believe God's a... Oh, I don't say some of the words, but a lot of people believe God's a, a nasty person from a lot of the, the... I suppose the information we're being given by the religions or by family, authority figures, and like a priests put themselves up as God, but a lot of times we felt there isn't the love coming from that and a lot of times they've spoken about God and it hasn't been true. There's lots of errors about God. And even our parents too, they've been like um, God figures. They try to be like they know everything and they're the, ones that, they're the ones that teach us everything but everything we've been taught doesn't seem to add up with a lot of our feelings when we're a child. We start losing faith in authority figures like that, that are trying to, we believe are trying to help us. The help seems to hurt. And so we start losing faith in God as well. We still have that injury inside of ourselves that prevents us from having faith in God. That God can love us and God can help us. 
and believe that God doesn't care about me and go through things in my life when I was small and people tell you God's always caring about you, but it didn't feel like that when I was young. When I was getting hurt, it didn't feel like that God was loving me. It didn't feel like God even cared about me. God didn't even know I existed. There's a lot of grief inside of ourselves which prevents our faith in God. We're going to have to work through those things. Otherwise, we're never going to be able to change, really. We're never going to have a desire to change because it's the only road that's going to help you change. And so if we don't have the faith in God, we're never going to get to that change. And also, too, there's a lot of, there's a, what you call, I suppose, an addiction, definitely, to the material world. We believe we are this, what we can see, what we can touch, what we can smell. We don't really have a faith in us being a soul. So we haven't learned that truth yet. So we haven't wanted to go and investigate our feelings inside of ourselves and learnt that from God's perspective. We've just heard it from other people and stuff like that, but it has to be our own experience. We still believe that I am a material person and everything I can see is things I can trust. And because I'm shut, when I'm choosing this, choosing this, this is what I'm saying before about this has been very important, this point here where I'm making a choice. Because I'm choosing to fear and not choosing truth, I'm never going to find out the truth about who I am in my soul. I'm never going to find out about the, about the truth about feelings. It's the way I can experience God. It's the way I can experience the world. So I'm just so scared of my hurtful feelings, my painful feelings, that I don't want to experience them. I don't want, and then when I shut those down, I'm shutting down in my experience of all my joyful feelings as well. The, joyful feeling, the freedom of feeling that I, didn't, that I can trust. Like how often we just don't want to trust And so we end up shutting down our emotional experience. When we shut down our emotional experience, we're just left with our material experience as being our reality. When we're left with that, we're living in a world full of error. If we're living in a world full of error, believing it's the real way, there are going to be a lot of grief and strife. And we are. So we're going to have to make different choices at this point about it and start discovering about God, the truth about God. We're so used to this little system here. We may sometimes be hearing stuff we're hearing here today and have heard it for years, and we're just dabbling, just like putting our toe in the water over this side. We're going along and just going, I'll just go and have a little experience. I've got a bit of pain. I'll go and have a little experience with God. Just try and feel, oh, I don't feel shit. I'm just going to take something to eat. (laughs) Or something that's going to make me feel better. I might just go and get someone to comfort me, someone to give me a hug. Oh, that feels better than God because I didn't feel anything good to this side. just felt like I was going into more and more pain. I kept shutting my pain down because so I don't want to experience that. I'm not trusting. I don't have faith that God's made a system that can help me get out of this. I have no faith at all in that system. And, by, and I'm looking, it's interesting, isn't it? It's quite interesting how down this track we're feeling something. We're feeling, there's a lot of um, unloving things that have caused our pain earlier in our childhood and we've been through our lives just slowly building and building and building on that, trying to try and keep that away, keep that away, keep that away, making our comfort zones broader and broader and broader. Yet we keep on wanting to be loved. We keep on looking for love. We find a chocolate bar and that's just love. <laughs> it just feels like it feels something good. It feels like We're so used to having these bad feelings stuck in us for so long that we just want a little good feeling. We just want just something a little bit good. 
And so we end up using, we start feeling these little things that are called addictions. We start feeling with people giving us little hugs and stuff like that or whatever it might be, looking for relationships with other people and trying to avoid the bad feeling, the uncomfortable feeling, the loss of love feeling inside of ourselves. Yet we're not looking at the reasons, what's caused them, and also where the true love can actually be fixed up. We avoid it at all costs. We only, want to, we only want the love perspective from the world's perspective. We only end up in addiction, getting addictive feelings, and that feeling is have the only nice feeling that we can have in the world, and it's, just, it's crap. It's such, it's not even a second best. It's just shit, basically. It's just not even passable as love, love the things on this world, in this um, sphere that you believe is love. That's why people end up being so sad. Because you just believe that addictions are love. That's the only way we feel we can find love. We keep searching and seeking out addictions that we keep on getting let down and let down. But we don't want to try this path. We don't want to try this side. We keep avoiding it at all costs for some reason, don't we? And we've got to start wondering why and investigating why. It's not doing us any good this other way. We've tried it. We've tried it for a long time. The world's been trying it for eons. And it hasn't done any good. Isn't it about time Like you, when you think about it? Let's try something different. We don't seem to get around to that point because of our fear. We want to hang on to try and protecting our fear rather than experiencing our emotions that are inside of us that create our fear. So, I'm sorry. Back there, question? Corny, um, I um, sort of want to dig my heels in a lot and do it my way and not God's way. I think that's one of my big problems. I don't know. Resistance. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to those in a second, actually. Yeah. There's a lot of resistance, isn't there? And the way we believe is right. Yeah. We don't trust. Like I say, if you. Yeah, it's because of the lack of the faith that. um, Yeah, if you had faith in the way God's designed for you and is interested in your life and wants to care for you and wants to keep wants to get you out of this cycle. Mm. I'd love to get all of his children out of this cycle. Yeah. It's just waiting. It's going to take your own will. Mm. This point here is a big one on will, what you're going to choose. Mm. Yeah. Something else that can help us a lot too is God's laws. We seem to just think they're whimsical and not important. That's like, once again, we're addicted to the um, material world. We only notice the material laws. We're not that interested in God's laws of the universe and finding out what happens emotionally, what, it, what happened, how it affects our feelings, how it affects our soul. We're quite ignorant, believing only in what we see, what we feel, what we be- not feel, quite feel, and touch and see and um, taste and everything like that too. We don't look a bit further, even just a little bit further beyond your front door, behind your little front door here in your own little um, comfort zone you've created. If you open your door up just a little bit and have a look outside, go and have a look at God's laws out there and see how they work. Have a look in nature and see how it works. Start getting un- to understand God, getting understand, like the feeling that must have come from God to create something like that. Like, do you like nature? Do you like where you, this location? Do you like... All these things that are just God created, they're a bit messed up from man, but they're still, even in that state, they're still pretty. A lot of people end up going on holidays in nice locations that are God made. They don't often want to just go and hang out in a city or something like that. They often go to beaches and um, 
forests and lakes and things like that too. There's a natural affinity for it. We don't connect. There's, God's, there's laws of love in those, in those places all the time too. Laws of love in nature if you start noticing what goes on in nature cycle as well. Um, and it goes throughout the universe too, all these laws too. But um, I'm getting a bit tongue-tied on the ways. I'll just move on with the next one. I don't believe that the laws are designed to help me to get out of pain and suffering. I believe I'm stuck and those laws aren't going to help me at all. Every time like a law of attraction comes along, how do I feel about that one? Whew. It just feels like it's pain all the time. I don't see that God's actually trying to help me get out, like discover the pain inside of myself and be discovering what is causing all this, this mess inside of myself and discomfort all the time. It keeps me wanting to go back to these things and give me this quasi-comfort. We don't have faith that, that, that there is actually a system set up that is designed out of love for us. It's like it's in a box just waiting, but we don't want to even go and open it. And it could help you immensely, like for the rest of your life. In fact, for, it could help you, like for all the years you got left on earth, would you like to have an enjoyable experience? Or would you like to just continue on the way it's going? And probably get worse, actually, if you're going down the addictions path, it's going to get more and more not so good. So once again, there's a choice here. If we start discovering and investigating God's laws and how they work on my soul, but I don't have a faith in them. I don't want to believe that they're actually real. I don't want to believe that they work. I don't want to believe that they actually are designed for me and my own goodness and, my own, and God's love for me. So there's a lot of lack of faith in that area as well. It's interesting too because um, we go down this path thinking this is the safe way. Like We feel we're safe from our emotions when we go and find all these addictive sort of ways to get away from it. feels like, oh, I got away from that one. That was already right. And might come around again, another emotion comes up, start feeling pain to myself or go into addiction, so I got away from that one. We feel like we're in this little safe place, like we've set up our, our comfort zones because we feel safe and we've got everything managed, it feels like. But it's the most unsafe place you can be in if you're going down this road here. If God's laws are always constant and always reliable, always working in the universe, and you can't bend them, you can't manipulate them, you can't do it. They're always on the dot and they're sharp, they're right to the point. And you can trust that. But when you go down this road, you're relying on people in all addictions from people, you're relying on the environment to give you all these things. The environment we're living in is a first fear environment. It's full of hellish people all trying to hurt each other and get things from each other to feel good. And that ain't safe. It's only going to create, once again, more pain and suffering. So if I want something, I had to look in the universe for myself to try and find out what, what is it I can have that keeps me trusting something. I need something as a constant. I don't want something that's you're going to go for and it you feel good for a while, then it disappears. Like you might have a relationship with a person thinking, I've got everything I want, I've got all the love I want, and they die. Then what do you got? How do you feel then? It's because you're wanting, trying to get love from that relationship. It's addictive. But if I started wanting to experience, I wanted to have the experience of love, wouldn't I get, have a look at what's always constant in the universe? God's love is constant, always. Never shuts down, 24-7. No matter where you are, here, 
different spheres, hells, always, constant. God's laws are always constant, so I can trust them. I can start trusting, okay, I don't, if I, fear comes up, I've got to go, I've got to make a choice now. Okay, God's laws are constant. I can trust them, so what would, God, what would God's laws dictate I do? And I'd have to start feeling a desire to wanting to get to know myself, wanting to love myself, law of love. If I'm going to love myself, I want to start discovering what's inside of me that's causing me all this grief and pain. If I don't love myself, I'm just going to go look for an addiction. I'm going to trust that when I go looking for something inside of myself, I'm going to be okay. God's created the laws to, make, to help me be okay, to help me get better. We feel like they're going to make us worse a lot of the time. We don't have faith in them. We'll move on. I lack faith in myself. I don't trust that I can cope with changing, changing myself. I don't feel like if, if I decide to want to change, I don't know what's going to happen a lot of the time. I don't have trust in my own will, I guess, sometimes as well. I don't feel like I can do it. I feel that I'm not going to be able to sustain myself through it. I feel like I'm not going to be able to keep going through what I need to go through. I feel like I'm just going to keep bowing out. No one's actually told me what to do. I have no confidence in myself, even in my, even in my feelings. I don't have confidence in, inside of myself. What is, it, what is it my feeling? What is someone else's feeling? We're so used to being enmeshed in other people's feelings and addictions. We lose sense of what's our own feelings. We have no confidence in my own feeling and myself. But I, I don't believe I can grow or change it feels like if I, when I start tackling this, when I start tackling some of the things inside of myself, some of my addictions, I'm going to start getting quite different to people in the world, like in my friendships, my relationships, with all sorts of other people. And a lot of times they're not going to like this and they're going to start feeling quite different towards me. I feel a lot of their resistance and anger because I'm different. I've just become a vegan and my family's a meat-eating good old... Eat a cow if you can, sort of feel in our family. But then I and they love it, drink and beer with that as well. And I decide I want to be a vegan. I don't want to drink because I want to love myself a lot more. I want to be more in truth with, with love. And so, how is my family going to react to me? There's going to be a lot of. I going to feel like I'm going to get a lot of attack from them. I feel like they're going to, I'm going to be hurt. And sometimes I kind of feel that I feel angry sometimes too at these emotions that come up with change. And I feel like I don't know what I'm going to do with I don't have, I don't know what to do with anger. That's a lot of our problems too. We're very afraid of when anger does come up, and it will come up, and it has to come up at some stages. Because there are things you're quite hurt about, and there are things you actually are quite angry about, and so be honest with your feeling and feel the anger, but we're afraid of what's going to happen with our anger. Am I going to hurt someone? Will I hurt myself? We just don't know. We don't have faith in what to do because we don't have God's truth on it. So it's very important we're going to have to try and find some faith in God and God's laws and God's ways. Others are going to be very, very, very stuck, which is what most of us feel. Might be on the second point now. I'll just leave that one up there for you. So number two. I don't believe... I 
I can cope with being emotionally overwhelmed. Does anybody have any questions on point number one we're talking about there? I should ask. About faith, how we're going to need faith. If you want to change. And how we lack faith here. Eloisa? On the um, last point with the... Um, I don't believe that I can grow, change, or become more loving or truth without harming myself or others. Yeah. I feel that. Mm. Uh, well... It's not quite true anymore. But I do sometimes feel that, like the harming others is like a really big fear impediment. So this might not be appropriate to ask you now, but I was wondering, what do you do? Do I just practice truth all the time and see if I harm others? So you feel like you're going to harm another when you tell the truth? Uh, oh, no, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Sorry. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. It is a good question because a lot of us feel that's what's going to happen because we have so many addictive investments in the other person's reaction. Yes. Yeah. And so we end up not saying the truth. Yeah, mine say with the kids, but uh -huh. that's just an addiction too. Yeah. yeah. You can, a lot of these answers you'll find in the addiction side. <laughs> yeah. So cool. questions as well. Thank you. That's okay. Yes. could be an excuse, but I've experienced myself doing it, feeling anger and really asking not to project it, but projecting it. So you really want to project it, tell yourself the truth. Right. Yeah. Okay. And what's it make you feel when you do that? When I do project? Yeah. Um, the first thing that comes into my head is that they deserve it. It's a pretty harsh emotion, isn't it? Yeah. It's really quite dark. So you've got to start looking at that, yeah. what you get out of that. It's more about control. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what happened to you for them to deserve it? Uh, In your belief? They didn't. They weren't loving to me. Or they didn't meet your addiction. Yeah, that, which the is point. they weren't. Yeah. yeah, so you've got to start looking at these things. Yeah. This is why we're living our life. When they're not getting met, that's our common response, is we mm. get quite irritable and angry. We've got to start seeing where it's coming from in us. We don't want to see it. That's why we're never going to change, ever, if we stay in that cycle, ever. Do you have a question? So where do we get up to? Sorry, is there any more questions on the first item? Sorry, about, I forgot about that one. All done with that. Going once, going twice, bang, gone. All right. On a second. I don't believe I can cope with being emotionally overwhelmed. We might write that up, actually. I'm running out of board space, but I might just get rid of change for a second. So I'll need this little thing on here to keep referring to. Um, I feel I will... Dot, 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 dot. Um, if I feel everything. What are some of those, if you fill the gap in, 
What are some of the feelings that we think we're going to feel? Cecily? Try not to look at what's already written up there and try and get your own ones. I feel like I'll die. Die, yeah. feel like you won't be able to cope with it and it's just going to just hurt you so much that you just end up dying. It'll just be overload on your heart. Teresa? Be humiliated. In front of people, you mean, or...? So how would you be humiliated if you wanted to feel everything? Yeah, be exposed and humiliated, yeah. By? Um, showing weakness. Sorry again? Showing weakness by feeling. I missed that word again. Weakness. Oh, weakness. Yeah. So you don't feel you're able to cope? Like with other people's projections if you want to change or...? Um, so what's the humiliated part about? So they'll yeah. laugh at me. I think, I think I'm being silly. Yeah, so condescended to and yeah, yeah, yeah. And Eloisa. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Janice. I feel I will go insane. Uh huh. It's a pretty big one, that one, isn't it? Insane. It does. It's like the um, mold has to crack, though, doesn't it? Mm. When you feel like you're going to start feeling everything, it needs to crack for yeah. us to get out, for us to start experiencing. Because we lock so tight yeah. in a little box of way, we compressed everything to try and keep our world safe. It's going to need to explode. That's exactly where I. A lot sit. of times, that's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, and it feels like because this we have so much belief in this way. This road of addictions is the way to live. When we start not doing that and start doing the other way, it feels like we're flip side of the world. We're completely different than everybody else in the world. And that, that feels crazy almost. Mm. Like you're doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing. But you need to. Yeah. <laughs> Let's look at the condition of the world. And actually, <laughs> if the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, isn't it? So isn't that what addictions do? We keep doing the same thing over and over again. I get in a relationship, I find some love, you get it on, feels good. She leaves me. Ah! I feel crap now, I've got to go find another relationship. Get in a relationship, we get it on. She leaves me, doesn't feel good anymore. And I keep doing that over and over again. I've done this, by the way, too. <laughs> and I just keep looking for the same thing over and over again and expecting to somehow be fulfilled in love. Yet yeah, I end up with the same result every time. So insanity is what we actually are living in. And actually, when you everything's kind of flipped in a way. Like the way we live on Earth, in the way of um, errors, is completely the reverse of truth. This is the way of truth over this side. And this is the way of errors. So it's going to feel completely different. So what you are now is actually insane. <laughs> and you're going to start feeling sane all of a sudden. You'll actually feel that, though. Yeah. When you start going through things, you'll start being very clear. Yeah. You start having a really good sense of yourself. 
You start having to start and have a really good sense of God after a little while and starting to trust in God's laws. And you start to feel like you can see what's going on outside in the world. You can see the insanity even more. And they give you actually confidence that you have come through and got past the insanity part. And give you self-confidence that you've done the right thing as well because you can yeah. feel it inside your heart. And that's where you need to find it, not in your head. A lot mm-hmm. of the insanity happens in the head, mm-hmm. trying to work it all out rather than experience it emotionally. So it's kind of like letting go of the control. Sorry? It's like letting go of control? Yeah. There's a lot of the um, false beliefs it is, yeah, which help us stay in control. Yeah, it's con- not really control. It helps keep our emotions suppressed. Yeah. So thanks. Do you have one more? Raj? Um, I think for me, uh, it's about losing myself, losing the identity and losing the familiarity. Yeah, and that's going to have to happen. Yeah, and that's, that's, what's, that's what stops me. Because currently we believe we are our facade, and you're going to have to lose that. Mm. Currently we believe what the world believes we are. But we, we take our definition of who we are from the world, or mainly our, when we're smaller, what people around us believe we are. That's going to have, you're going to have to lose that. And it's going to be great. Because you start finding out who you really are. It's like having a, a big armour of crappy metal and shit on you. And then eventually, like when that starts falling off, you find out who you really are and you feel so much lighter and better about yourself. You'll be able to do things you never did before. You have so much desire and passion. And so you, you, you will need to lose that. It's just the fear of that happening, is it? If wanting to hold on to the facade. You've got to start seeing how shit your facade is. It's like, really? We think it's great. We think it's polished up and looking good. We're pretty invested in it, aren't we? But we've got to start seeing what it's really like and what it's bringing us in our world too. And is it bringing us this? We don't want to see that. The choice we made back here was to avoid pain. We don't want to see um, what our choices are making us pain. We're trying to be so blind to that. We've got to start seeing that. We've got to start seeing that the polished look on ourselves ain't so crack, like, ain't so crack hot. See the truth. Like when we start looking over this side, start exposing the truth in ourselves, that's where the joy is, down this end. Is there any other? While you were talking, it oh, occurred... Oh, sorry, I meant Glenn. Sorry. Oh, sorry, just in front of you here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I feel um, I wouldn't be a good boy. I, I felt, like, probably dominated. So if I express what I felt, I'll hurt someone, like, by telling the truth. So I can't let this emotion out because I'll hurt them. So you're going to be trapped forever in yeah, their, their realm. Because I'll be naughty, I'll be nasty. Yeah. So once again, it's another addiction, isn't it? Yeah. They're of invested course. in the response yeah. of another person giving yeah. us love, giving yeah. us approval, giving us identity, who we yeah. are. Yeah. We believe that. Yeah. So we're going to be forever trapped with that person. Yeah. The rest of our life, we have no life. Yeah. All right, thanks. In the end, we start not wanting to feel all of our feelings. If we feel like we're going to go crazy, if we feel like we're going to die, if we feel like we're going to go get humiliated, if we feel like we're going to be stupid, we're going to make mistakes, and if 
who feel like they're going to fall apart and go nuts. <laughs> they don't all sound very desirable, do they, in a way? Well, they don't sound desirable to control because we want to keep control. We want to have control of our emotions all the time rather than just letting them flow, letting them be experienced, letting them just fall out like they did, what we did when we were a child. We have to start relearning how to do that again. We have to start learning the truth. If you want to learn the truth, we're going to have to have a relationship with God. If we have a relationship with God and learn the truth, the results are going to be joy and happiness. But something has to change. And it's going to have to change in our choices and how we use our will when we make those choices, which direction we're going to go into. And God designed all of us to be able to cope. Like it'd be a pretty crap design if you made something that wouldn't work, if it one it got under stress, wouldn't it? Imagine if you had a brand new car and it come along up to a hill and goes, oh, I can't go up that hill. <laughs> and it just cuts out on you. That'd be a pretty crappy design, wouldn't it? And God doesn't make crap. God makes good things. Everything God made is, is good. You're good. It's the damage that was done along the way that you feel is you, and that's not you. You need to understand that very strong, strongly. This is just a process of removing all the things that God didn't put there, that other people put there. And God's trying to help you. God's trying to encourage you to do this. He's trying to bring his heart to yours. If you can understand it from that perspective, it's the damage inside yourself is not you. Don't define yourself by your damage. And you can cope. God's made a system to help you, wants to help you, because he knew the potential of that could happen. So he made a, a backup, basically, if you like. What a smart designer. <laughs> Very smart designer. He knew the potential of problems and fixed them up before they even happened. Had systems in place. That's very intelligent. It's very loving. Al? So you can cope. Um, I feel I've overlaid your design with a roundabout. And, yeah. And I, when I go down to the truth, the truth track, I pick up some good insight and then I want to feed it back to other people who are also suffering from addictions. You will do. Yeah. You have so much of a love for it and a passion for it, and you've experienced that side, haven't you? Yeah. People on this side haven't experienced that side. Yeah. But when you go back and tell people about it, they'll sort of probably be sort of not sure about it and stuff, and you'll be able to talk about your experience. I, I guess so, but that's, that's the good side of it. But the roundabout's like a, um, a self-reliant trap where... I'm making, with self-deception, I'm just going around and around and totally. I don't really actually make the right-hand turn. It's, ah. it's more of a, I look good if I'm seen with these people or if I found a new truth on the planet, mm -hmm. like a new age thing that's spearing me to the future, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to work that one through a bit more. I feel I'm a bit afraid that the self-reliant, is something that was born from me, not from a higher teaching. Mm -hmm. And I'm a bit trapped in there somehow, yeah. When you said before about you might want to tell people about it and then feel good about it, you have to watch out there's not an addiction in that though too. If I know something, and I'm going to get a good feeling from you because I know something. It's it, got to be a, 
it's got to be a desire of love for the person and not wanting any result out of it, not wanting any feeling back from them, just having the love for the truth, you know, and it's just excitement for it. And if they don't want to know it, that's good. Like, that's okay because you don't want to even enforce your will on them because you, when you, often when we have an addiction with them, we want to try and, if they're not getting it, we want to try and get them to get it so we can get yeah. something back because we're not getting it. Yeah. So we're just taking from them. That ain't love. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. You have to be very careful on that. Yeah. 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 All right, Fabu, next one. So what choices and decisions do I make to prevent my feelings and emotions? We make lots of them, don't we? <laughs> we come down to this little roundabout, as you like to call it. <laughs> if I'm making choices to stop myself from feeling everything all the time, if I'm stopping myself from feeling pain and suffering, I'm equally stopping myself from feeling joy and happiness. It's like it, everything's up here. I could feel into the max. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to feel our pain right to the max to get rid of it. And then he wants us to feel our joy and excitement and passion to the max so we can get the most out of it. So you can have the most awesome experience you could have. But we turn it right down almost to a point of just almost numbness. So we're feeling our pain. We're not even feeling pain, really. We're so oblivious to our pain and emotion. Uh, sorry, addictions are causing. We don't even know we're in addictions. So think they're feeling good. We haven't even got that wired right yet. That it's not actually doing us any good. I think we're just having these nice little feelings all the time. We can't even sense that there's actually some pain going on all around us. We don't even sense that when we're in addiction, we don't even look at the other person that we're getting addictions from to see how it's causing them pain. We're so self-centered, so self-absorbed. We don't even see it. But that means we're never going to experience full joy and happiness as well. We keep on trying to seek that, but through the wrong reasons, wrong means. So we start shutting down our whole life, really. We just become numb, which is what most people are starting to feel a lot of the times in their lives. So if you shut down one emotion, you're going to shut down all of them equally, the good and the, and the unhappy ones, sad ones. This is why we create addictions, to stop me from feeling all my feelings. You become so incensed on just not wanting to feel anything that's remotely uncomfortable. We go searching out in the world. <laughs> if you, in a day, started noticing all your addictions, and you'll need to start doing this too. You need to start noticing when it's happening to you, what sort of feelings are coming up, and how to recognize them, which we'll talk about in the next couple of days, and start being aware of what's going at this point in particular, when it starts going, I feel challenged and I feel some fear coming up. What am I going to do? I have to start noticing what am I going to do? What, what decisions I make? So I'm so automatic, I end up going down the fear track, going into addictions. It feels a bit better. Got away from that one. Because I have to become very, very emotionally aware of what I'm feeling. It's going to be a little difficult at first because you don't want to feel. So it's going to have to use a lot of your will to start noticing what am I feeling. What am I doing in all these interactions? That's why when we did this exercise before, when you sat down, you don't even notice sometimes when you sit down where you're sitting, who you're sitting around, why you sat on that side, and noticing what you're feeling and what, you, what you're getting. And also notice the people around you, what's coming from them as well, what you're trying to get from people as well. It's just so... People just stay so blind to it. I mean, you need to become aware, not blind. Otherwise, things are never going to change. So we've talked about comfort zones before. I only engage in life and it doesn't challenge me too. Like, 
how often do we choose jobs that we can just go and numb out in? That we don't have to be challenged like with our skills, with our um, intellect, with our um, desires and the jobs we do. We just go and do jobs just to get some money. And it's not even challenging. In our relationships, how about um, with our partner? Do we always just do missionary position? And we always do it with the lights off. <laughs> All the things that are not challenging us, like challenging our fears about our intimacy and about being seen with our partner and actually engaging with eye contact and all those things as well. Even when we go out with our friends, like I want to go to a flower show. <laughs> so I want to go to a flower show, but I don't want to go as a guy by himself at a flower show because so I feel a little bit sort of uncomfortable. So I've got to always ask a friend. and So I, have to, I, can't, I don't go and do the things I want to do because I always want a friend or somebody with me so I feel comfortable because I feel a little bit self-conscious for whatever reason. So I don't engage life fully, I just stay at home instead because I can't find a friend to go to the flower show with me. So I don't engage life fully because I'm afraid my, my, my fear is controlling my life. I'm not getting to experience all the things I want to experience. That ain't good. Next one. So number three. What are my resistances to God's truth? My emotional resistances. And I might just write out to the audience when I'm writing too. So I have two. Any hands? Show of hands? Or you're all writing as well? <laughs> so one down here, Rachel. And none on that side. So Laura after that. So my resistance to God's truth emotion is, I think, is my fear. Like I don't, I think, I think it's experiencing my fear, actually. Like, and that holds, it's like, I don't even want to feel my fear. So that holds, like, I can't feel God's love because I don't want to feel my fear. And I'm just like, I don't, yeah, it's just like. How do you feel about law of attraction? I think I, like, yeah, avoid it as much as possible. Stay at home and shut the door. (laughs) That's what most people have a feel about feeling about um, the law of attraction. It's like, it's like God sent you the devil, almost. It's just this complete resistance to it. It's like it's it's like the bringer of pain. That's what we often see it as, rather than the bringer of truth. And God's trying to show us the pain or trying to help us discover, like a very gentle way of trying to help us discover the, the pain that's inside of ourselves that needs attention, that needs attention badly. It's making your life terrible. It's, can, it's um, affecting your health. And God's trying to teach us and trying to get us to take some action on that. But we keep on feeling like it's the worst thing we could ever have. Like the law of attraction is a crap law. We're not embracing what, what the love in it and how it was created and why it's created to try and help you. There is help available. God's trying to bring it to you all the time in your lives. This is what I mean. You need to be start being aware at this point when something does come along and you feel emotionally challenged. That's the law of attraction coming along for you. This is God trying to let you know what needs attention. It's trying to help you. It's trying to help you get onto this path of joy and happiness. 
He's trying to get you away from your addictions. So do we understand that? The law of attraction is a good thing. A good thing. Not a bad thing. We need to, it's easy to hear it, but you need to start feeling it in your heart and experiment with it too. When it does come along, embrace it. Embrace this path. Embrace the truth. Start, start going with the process that God's designed. Start feeling like going through the feeling, not trying to run away, not trying to run away from it all the time. Just let yourself experience the, the feeling that comes up with the, with the fear that comes up. And try and let yourself take it to, like let yourself be emotionally overwhelmed with the fear that comes up inside yourself what you're afraid of. And let yourself ask for some help from God in that process as well. And let yourself go through the, through the emotional pain of it, the tears, whatever comes up, the grief, the shame, fear, whatever comes up in that process, just let it happen. Stop trying to resist it. And just see where the laws take you. They're all designed for love. Just have some, have some faith. And when you go through that, when you allow the law of attraction to bring you a little event, notice the event, let yourself have the feelings. Let yourself experience the feelings to the fullest extent and see what changes in your life. When you go into situations after that, when you've removed it fully to the cause, one, those situations don't even affect you and you have freedom. There's so much freedom in your life after that. So start to you need to see what God's doing for you. The law of attraction is a good thing. So please see it as a good thing. It's a lovely law. And that's God's messenger of truth to you. But you need to be able to receive it when you open your heart up because God's the only way God sends it. So you need to be able to feel. You need to open up this feeling mechanism. So, Yes. Hi, I'm um, scared, like really scared of the level of hate and anger that I have in my system. And the more I find out about my childhood abuse and torture, um, the more scared I am of getting into that anger and hate. And um, yeah, it really, that scares me and that creates the resistance to what's being shown to me. So I find it difficult to kind of get into even more now. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Um, well, I'm trying to just feel like the fear and, and allow the emotions to come through. But I've also had psychoses where spirits have just come in and just obliterated people around me almost. Via you? Yeah. So yeah. you're willing to allow spirits to come into the interaction? I find it extremely difficult to discern when it's me mm -hmm. and when it's spirit um, because of the, I mean, I can, there was a lot of damage very, very, very early for eight years. So if there's an attraction for the spirits to come along and do damage, there must be some rapport inside yourself of feelings in that respect as well. Well, there's huge addictions with the spirits. So you need I'm, to start working on those pretty seriously because if you're starting to damage people, allowing spirits through you to damage people, can you not see the... The I've, issue in love in that? Is. Yeah, no, I've had 10 years of... I've had eight psychoses and I've been in hospital and I've, yeah. um, I've had cancer and I've nearly died and I'm kind of trying to get through it by taking on these strategies, but it's yeah. just... Have you tried this strategy? 
Um, yeah, and the truth really scares me. Yeah. Like I've had um, visuals of um, what happened with the principal in grade two and what happened with the mm. doctor who organised surgery and it was to do with torture and stuff. Have you allowed God to help you with this as well? I've or? asked and I've yeah. had support from Celestials, which has been really great. Um, it's just little pebbles that I'm trying to just work yeah. with. That maybe is the issue. The pebbles it needs to be the whole rock. In other words, you need to let yourself go more into the emotional overwhelm with it. Yeah. yeah. And you're just afraid of that part. Yeah. 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 I'm, just, I'm trying to listen as much as I can to yeah. you guys. If so. you can start having some trust that God will help you with it and you'll be okay. Thanks. That's okay. Um, yeah. Also, too, what are we up to? What my resistance is out of God's truth, to hearing God's truth. Because God wants me to constantly be changing, too. If you look at the rest of the in, everything else God's created, nothing stays the same. Nothing. It's not always day. It's not always night. Even in the different poles, they have six months of each. Look out in the environment. You never see a chicken or a little chick that's it grows into a chicken. Even us, we've changed physically. We've, we've, I was that small originally, I suppose, <laughs> the physical form of me. It's grown up, but my soul's stuck. It's stuck in a lot of fear. It's stuck in a lot of fear in a certain point in my life. It's, sort of, it's almost stagnated and not wanting to grow. I need to go back and discover those fears so I can start to grow and that my soul needs to grow. And it's the fears that are preventing that. I've got to start searching for where those fears came from. The only way I'm going to find them, I can't go look them up on Google. I've got to start looking inside myself because I've had the experience. So it's, and it was an emotional experience. So I've got to start wanting to see inside myself what it is. I need to be able to feel what the feelings are inside myself. I need to have confidence that I can do that as well. And God's truth is trying to tell me that every time. God's onto it before even I'm onto it. The law of attraction is trying to show me those feelings. I'm just ignoring them now a lot of the time. I need to start noticing them. So, next one, Fab. So, what are my resistances to God's truth entering my heart or soul? So, I refuse to feel my emotional error, so it cannot leave me. This side over here is all about errors. So, we refuse to feel what things are inside of us that are errors that we want to see as truths. We'll never start seeing this side over here, which is all about the truths. I need to start removing some of the beliefs and feelings that my addictions want me to stay into, I've created for them. I need to start removing working on those, start discovering them, working on them, allow myself to start feeling them, start feeling the feelings that actually remove the errors, that they'll be emotional, the emotional removal of errors. As you experience them, they can leave. With the assistance of God, you can replace it with God's truth. Oftentimes when we don't want to involve God in it, we end up just, it doesn't fill up that space. It's like having a bottle full of dirty water. And at some stage you realise it's not so nice. It doesn't feel good. It looks crap. We start seeing how it really is. So we start working on it. We start tipping a bit out of it. And that's it's in the, like an error, so tipping a little bit of the error out. And God puts a little bit of purity back in. But there's no room for that unless you get rid of some of the error. So 
So we're going to have to do something about it. It's going to take your effort constantly. It's not just one-offs. You constantly be doing this. It'll become a constant thing. But after a while, it becomes a cycle inside yourself. It becomes automatic. Just like your addictions have become automatic. We're flipping it now to something that can help you. It becomes an automatic cycle that God's created. We start understanding it, believing in it, and trusting in it. Because we've experienced it. We know it works. But we're going to have to start looking at our errors to try and remove them, work on them, to be able to have some of God's truth enter us. So we don't know any of God's truth yet. We don't even know a lot of our own truths. We believe we know a truth about ourselves, but God's trying to teach us about the truth about ourselves. We've, we believe we're the facade for a start, and we've got to start working on that that is an error. We've got to find out the real self, and it's hidden. So we have to start discovering it. It's hidden through a lot of our hurts. And the way through our hurts is the way to find the real self. Ah, what are we doing to? It sort of covers that too. We've already pretty much covered a lot of that. I'll go to the next one there. So, what are my resistances to God's truth? Number three, the little section here. My resistances to living in truth with others in the world. We've kind of touched on that a little bit before. But when we start, we're quite resistant to being honest with our, like when we feel something in a certain situation, we don't want to speak the truth to a person. We're afraid of offending them. We're afraid of their reaction oftentimes to us. We're afraid that they're going to get angry at us. We don't want to feel those feelings, like the feeling of projection of anger at us. As a child, we felt that constantly too. We didn't do what we were told to do. We got a feeling of anger towards us, and then we got manipulated, and that horrible manipulated feeling, you have to go and do it then, and it just doesn't feel nice. We're feeling like, as we're starting to work through these addictions, it's going to feel like that. You're going to be wanting to change yourself. But there's going to be a lot of resistance to people outside ourselves as well. It's going to feel uncomfortable again. And we've got to get used to that uncomfortable feeling, not the comfort zone feeling. We've got to get used to the uncomfortable feeling. We've got to start knowing that my world's the only way it's going to change is by things getting moved around. Like you guys had to move around your chairs, just the same sort of thing. You're going to have to shift it up a bit. You're going to have to change things a bit. Stop your patterns in your life, the patterns of addiction. When you get home, don't do the same thing every time. Like don't sit down in front of the television, just chill out. Notice what you're doing. Do things you want to do. I went a bit off track with that one. But <laughs> it's, just a, it's just fear again that stops us being who we are. We have so much addictions with people trying to get feelings off them. We're so addicted to this one, just trying to get good feelings off people. But we just end up being manipulated all the time. We never get to say fully what we want to experience and we're in addiction when we don't say because we just want a certain result back from them, a certain feeling from the person. We're never honest with ourselves. We can never discover ourselves if we're never honest with ourselves. How can we ever find out what we're feeling if we never speak it up, never express it? Does it always have to stay down hidden? Does it always have to stay suppressed? What's a life like that like? It's not really living, is it? So we're going to have to get used to the feeling that people are going to like. You're going to have to get used to feeling that people are going to not like you or not agree with you. And if you have an addiction to them agreeing with you, 
and you're going to end up getting manipulated a lot too, all the time, because you're just going to shut yourself down. You shut your own expression down, and you end up being exactly where you are now. And it doesn't feel good, does it? <laughs> Very stuck. Perfect. I've gone over time a bit. And there's some of the feelings we're talking about too. And when I start being myself and living in truth with myself and others in the world, I'm going to start feeling being humiliated. We talked about those a little bit before about being humiliated and disowned, unwanted and criticised, alone, rejected, ostracised, condescended to. Once again, the resistance is all an emotional. So we've got to choose what we do. Like in this, once I said again, this part here, the emotional causes for our reasons. I don't know where I was going to with that one. Sorry about that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm kind of spent, actually, to hear the truth. So I'm going to finish up. I'm just going to go into the conclusion here. So there's a few things you learnt today, hopefully. I've got it outright to you. There's three things in particular, these three things here. My re- the reasons why I'm afraid to change. I'll just write that up there. So number one was that I don't have faith. I lack faith in God. I lack faith in God's laws that are trying to teach me and help me get closer to love and trying to help me get out of my addictions and trying to lead me to a better life. I don't have faith in myself. I need to start developing some faith in myself that I can do these things. I can cope emotionally. I can hand, I'm made to handle these emotions that come up inside of myself. They won't kill me. I won't die from them. I'll be okay. I'm looked after. If, if, whenever, any time you're going down the truth track, you're always in the most safest place you'll be. The other way? Yeah, you're on your own down there. Number two... I emotionally believe I cannot cope with emotional overwhelm. How do you know that? Have you ever got to that point? Then it can't be, it must be a false belief until you've got to that point and see what happens. I think you'll be surprised that something else is a different answer to that one. You can cope. And you'll actually, there's many gifts also when you get to that point too. The law, God's laws can come into action, they can help you at that point. Before that, you're resisting them because of some of the feelings of fear about being emotionally overwhelmed. Number three, there's emotional resistance to God's truth, the good old law of attraction in particular. And this comes in many varieties too. Like a lot of people don't believe, they feel, feel it's just people telling them the truth and that, or telling them things about themselves or um, bringing them things that make them uncomfortable. It's everything in God's universe. Animals, little spiders, insects, little babies, everything. It doesn't need to be someone that can speak to you. So I've got a little bit of homework today. Is there any questions on any of that? Oh, good. Okay. Here's a homework question for you guys. What am I going to do in my daily life to improve my faith? I'm going to have to start working this out for myself and praying for some help with it as well, of course.
You've got to use your will in a lot of this, all of this, in the right direction, that is. And start discovering the truth about God. Find out ways you can start to start discovering little bits about God already. Of how you can have faith in God's laws and God's love. The second one is what are my emotional beliefs that cause me to accept that I cannot cope with emotional overwhelm? Start this writing down all the things you feel like we did before up on the board there. I feel I will, dash, 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 put your reason. You can practice this week with letting myself be emotionally overwhelmed with all the things that are going to come to me. There's going to be a lot of things come to you. The law of attraction never stops, so <laughs> it's constantly going. So start noticing. Noticing when you're starting to feel that little irritable feeling, a little uncomfortable feeling inside yourself that feeling that comes out and you quickly shut it down. Just notice that really quickly and start being aware that's what you're doing. Start noticing your reactions to what you're doing. And choose the most loving action when it comes up inside yourself. Don't go and be angry at someone. Notice it's an issue inside yourself. If you need to be angry, go away from people and do it in your own space. Just start to be, be prepared to be emotionally overwhelmed as much as possible if you can. Just practice with it. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. <laughs> it's like God's playground, all the things God's made when you see them. When you're not afraid of them. And what feelings inside of me cause me to resist God's truth? What causes me to resist this path? This is the divine love path, by the way. You're either on it or you're not. It's that cut and dry. God doesn't muck around with grey areas. So I'll leave that with you guys if you want to keep writing those things down. But thank you very much for your time. Oh, okay. Sorry, is there a quick last question? I struggle with the um, definition of overwhelm. Uh huh. Um, I sort of feel like, yeah, I. I don't really know. I think because I want to keep in control, if I'm not in control, is that overwhelm or is it something more? Or is overwhelm with addiction? Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, when the experience is particularly fear, just let yourself, let your body do what it needs to do. Let yourself. Like I had an experience on an airplane. Actually, I was afraid of flying, and. Um, when we went overseas, we had about 10 different trips on planes. They gave me a good opportunity to find out why I was afraid of flying. And I had little, it's mainly the turbulence I don't like, and I feel quite unsafe. And so I was just sitting there, and it was a bit of bouncy stuff, and no one else noticed it except me, I think. And I was just letting myself experience it. Usually I'd shut down, I'd um, go or numb or try and tune out or try and distract myself or whatever. But I just decided to sit there and feel it. I just started. I just started shaking. I don't, I don't usually shake about anything, so I don't usually allow myself to feel my fear that fully, which I need to. And so I started experiencing just sitting there and shaking. It was for a while, but it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I just let myself feel that. And 
another experience I had um, coming out of Vegas, it was even worse, like taking off and whoosh, dropping down. You guys are sitting with, like AJ and Mary's behind me, they're just chatting away and I was just freaking out <laughs> in my own little world. Like it's good that I had a seat to myself at that stage because the other flight I didn't. So I got to have more, I felt more comfortable to experience that fear a bit more. It was more dramatic. The feeling myself when that was happening was I just wanted to let myself go through it. And so I wanted to start feeling what was going on. I felt I just started shaking again. I just felt so scared. I couldn't get away. I grabbed a little pillow and put it over my head. And um, I, re- I started feeling, it's almost like a, like it's just going to keep rising and rising and rising until it's going to blow. And I let it blow. That's the point you've got to get to. And for me, it was if it just ended up just bawling my eyes out. I just huddled up in my little space there. And when you get to this, you, start, you lose interest in where you are and you just have focus on the emotion in the end. And when you start feeling just the emotion and letting it, letting it happen, not trying to stop it anymore, you're just letting that emotion happen, that's when you, that's you and you're, you're in the overwhelm and you're letting experience what is there rather than trying to hold it down. Just let it rise, let it rise, let it rise. It's funny, when I stopped crying, I was going to become more aware of the plane again. The turbulence is all gone. But I was afraid. It's a similar feeling to what you have, I think, too, of... Because um, I logically thought, am I afraid of flying? Because I've, I've flown all over the world, all different... So many flights I can't even imagine, like, can't count them. don't know what those up to, but lots of them. So I mustn't be that afraid of flying. My fear of flying mustn't be as high as something else. And what I experienced in that was that when I was in that little space in the plane, it's a feeling that I can't get away from the emotion. I can't distract myself. I can't get out of my seat. You have to have it lock your seatbelt in that stage. You can't run. There's nowhere to go. You can't just jump out the door. You're stuck. You're forced into that little space and you can't run. And that was a perfect opportunity to find out that, what it was like. And so it's a, fear of not, it's a fear of not wanting to go into overwhelm. Thank you. Does that help a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So just let it, let it keep rising, let it keep rising, let it keep rising, feel like you're going to go crazy, feel like you're going to die, feel like you're going to just explode. Let it explode, let it fall apart. Let it die. No, really, let it die. Surrender to it. What I'm saying, let it die, is let the facade die. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys too for today. Thanks. And sorry, Mary will be coming up next, by the way.